0: Welcome to the Wellness Help Desk with your host, Nikkei Lamodi, certified wellness coach and personal trainer. A wellness podcast focused on providing practical tips on how to curate a healthy lifestyle uniquely for you, where we discuss wellness hot topics with expert guests and have real candid conversations. It's the one-stop shop you need to get the help you've been looking for. Let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to the Wellness Help Desk. I am your host, Nikkei Lamodi, and this is episode 16. And let's get into a little life update before we jump into today's episode. So I'm in Ohio again. <laughs> I'm here to spend time with my family and my mom before I head overseas for a little bit. And I am very much so looking forward to a lot of great, amazing food and quality time with family. And I really want to say, too, that usually in the last two months of the year, I find myself reflecting a lot more just on what goals I wanted to succeed in and if I have time to succeed at those, how far I've come, and just really sitting in gratitude for all that has happened in 2022. So I really would encourage you to carve out some intentional time to just write out a gratitude list for all that 2022 has taught you or brought you. And so now we're gonna jump into today's episode where we'll be breaking down the nine dimensions of wellness. Yes, the nine dimensions of wellness. You may be able to name one, maybe two. There are nine. And all too often, and for good reason, obviously, we hear about the physical and emotional aspects of health. But there are several other areas our lives that influence the quality of our health and well being that are often overlooked. And so we're going to be covering these areas on the wellness help desk in future episodes at different depths and different capacities. But I really wanted to create an episode where we set the introduction as to why we cover all of these areas on the Wellness Help Desk. So let's go ahead and jump right in. So the first one is physical, right? This is the all too common one that we all hear about all the time. And this is basically just having daily habits that support and care for your body in the present and for the future. So that includes your exercise, nutrition, your sleep, things like that. And with this one, you don't really need a lot of explanation as to what areas you need to improve on or what areas you're doing well in or what areas you can start. It's very, very obvious. The second area is emotional wellness, okay? This encompasses understanding and respecting your feelings, values, and attitudes while also appreciating the feelings of other people. So when you think about emotions, how are you managing your emotions and is it in a constructive way, right? You're not stuffing, you're not ignoring your emotions. And do you feel hopeful and enthusiastic about your life? So mindset tools, mindfulness techniques, any cognitive behavioral skills that you may learn through therapy are all useful to support emotional wellness, The third one is financial wellness, okay? So managing your resources in order to live within your means is huge, okay? Live within your means, not keep up with the Joneses. Making informed financial decisions and investments, whether that's through the support of a money coach, a financial advisor, or setting realistic goals related to finances and preparing for short-term and long-term needs or emergencies are all equipping you to support your financial wellness life insurance estate planning making sure you have a will these are all also very important when it comes to supporting your financial wellness it's really really important that you're aware that everyone else's financial values needs and circumstances are unique and bioindividual, which means they're going to be different from yours So for instance, I know I value experiences and travel and wellness activities over designer bags and designer shoes. So knowing what I value helps to guide what I spend my money on. So it's independent of other people's perception of what's in my bank account or my status or my level of success, because I know that my values, needs, and circumstances are unique to me and me alone. And it's really important to take time to look in your financial wellness area because a huge source of stress for people is finances. It can affect people physically, emotionally, and psychologically, which can end up resulting in unhealthy coping behaviors. So taking a realistic look at your spending and the lifestyle that you're striving to support is so, so, so important. The fourth area is intellectual wellness. So growing intellectually and maintaining this sense of curiosity about all there is still yet to learn in the world is so key if you wanna continue valuing being lifelong learner and responding positively to intellectual challenges. So when you think about intellectual wellness, I want you to consider expanding your knowledge and skills while you also are discovering the potential for sharing your gifts with other people around you and your community. So to support your intellectual wellness, you can start with learning a new skill or concept, right? You can attempt to understand a different viewpoint than yours, change the type of dynamic of people you are around, or exercise your mind with different puzzles or, or games, Because studies have shown that intellectual exercise may improve the physical structure of your brain to help prevent with cognitive decline, which is so key for us as we age. Now, for me, this is why I love listening to podcasts on varying topics and reading different books. And I like to keep a lot of different and eclectic group of people within my circles so I can always learn and hear from other people's viewpoints. So the fifth dimension is career wellness. Right. And we talked about this at length in episode six, the liability of a toxic job. So engaging in work that really provides you with some personal satisfaction and is consistent with your values, the goals you have in life and your lifestyle is really important. After sleep, we spend most of our time at work, so you really have to ask yourself if work motivates you, if it allows for you to use the abilities that you have to their fullest potential, and if it doesn't, you may need to reevaluate how you're spending your working hours. Even if you can't change where you work, you can change your approach to the stressors and challenges that you face every day. So for me, I've talked about in previous episodes how Burnt out, I became in healthcare. There was no work life balance, and I felt like my gifts weren't truly being maximized to their fullest potential. I have never regretted that decision to leave healthcare ever. I do not miss it. And it's cool because I'm getting to maximize my gifts by supporting women and their health and well being in a very different way, but it's still impactful and it's still needed in order to change women's lives. So the sixth area is social wellness. So this is more related to maintaining healthy relationships, right? Enjoying just being with other people, developing those friendships and your intimate relationships and caring about other people. And also my Enneagram twos, my caregivers, letting other people care about you. So when you think also about the aspect of social wellness you want to think about how you are getting to contribute to your community that you care about and the community that is around you i am so grateful for the community and village i have in my life i have some of the best friendships ever i don't know who i would be without the amazing women in my life and i count myself extremely blessed for my friends who have remained loyal and consistent and just so supportive through some really high moments in my life and some really low ones. So before we move on to the seventh dimension, I want to mention this last thing about social wellness. Evidence shows that the social connections we make and that we have, they not only help us deal with stress, but they also keep us healthy. And I want you to remember that the longest human study done showed that the quality of one's relationships is what helped with the longevity of their health, but also the state of happiness that they had. So really think about the quality of the social relationships that you have in your life and really take the time to invest in them because it is so worth it. The seventh dimension is creative wellness. So this just means valuing and actively participating in a diverse range of maybe art or cultural experience that understand and appreciate the world around you. So expressing your emotions and your views through art can also be a great way to relieve stress. So I think about like sip and paint. (laughs) I just get in there and start painting and I'm like, wow, this is just so relaxing. And this sometimes can be hard for people who like to try and let self-judgment or perfectionism get in the way of this important dimension of their wellness, this creative outlet. So really allow for yourself the creative freedom to doodle or to dance or to sing without worrying about whether you're doing it well. And just take the time to appreciate those who have creative efforts and what they are creating and producing with that. I know for me, dancing, cooking, and creating content for women just via the podcast or my Instagram or my email community are my forms of creativity. Like I just love it so much. The next thing is environmental wellness. This is the eighth one. Now, evidence shows that air pollution can cause lung cancer, which is one of the number one cancer killers in the United States. And Being environmentally well means recognizing our own responsibility to participate in preserving, protecting, and improving the environment and appreciating our own connection to nature. Environmental wellness intersects with social wellness when you work to conserve the environment for future generations and improve the conditions for other people around the world. I would love for you to watch the documentary Extinction the Facts I watched it on PBS, but any documentary on fast fashion or related to um, climate change or just how things are done and produced in our world will really open your eyes to see how we're all more interconnected than we think, how our own individual actions and the things that bring us convenience actually have a ripple effect on the world. There's a cost to pay for it, and the more that we become aware of this, the more we see how our actions affect not just our three degrees of separation, the more we can become involved in supporting the environmental wellness that makes up and affects our quality health and well being. The final dimension is spiritual wellness. And you can seek spiritual wellness in a lot of different ways, not even in the organized religion sector. But it really is about finding purpose, value, and meaning in your life and participating in activities that are consistent with your beliefs and values. And so maybe you decide to participate in quiet self-reflection or reading or an open dialogue with other people. Or if you identify with another organized religion or a belief, participating in those traditional activities For the spiritually well person, exploring the depth of human purpose, pondering human connectedness, and just trying to seek answers to questions like why are we here is okay. Spiritual wellness also includes just being open to exploring your own beliefs and also respecting others. So those are the nine dimensions of wellness. How are you feeling after hearing about all of these areas that support the quality of your health and well-being? If you feel overwhelmed or like you don't know where to possibly start, I get it because it can be paralyzing trying to figure out what is the best first step. But I really want to encourage you that any first step is the best one and only you know the first step truly. So I believe focusing on being with yourself, really taking time to sit and reflect is key before jumping into all the strategy. So take time to sit with yourself. And I really want to just read this beautiful sentiment that summarizes this perfectly, which is said by Dr. Debbie Stowen: change your habits, you change your life. Sometimes change takes a long time. Sometimes it requires repeated experiments and failures, but for ongoing betterment, the attempts are unquestionably worthwhile. And one success often leads to another. When thinking about habits, wellness, and the health, well-being, and quality of life to which you aspire, consider the following. Are you going to accept yourself or expect more from yourself? Are you going to embrace the present or consider the future? And are you going to care about yourself or... Overlook yourself. If you're ready to expect more from yourself, if you're ready to consider the future, if you're ready to care about yourself consistently, then join the intermission. This is where you learn how to make yourself a priority, how to make self care a lifestyle, and become your own best advocate. I would invite you to schedule a consultation with me via the link in the show notes so you can learn more about how to be a part of the intermission. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the episode today, head over and leave me a review. This helps others find the podcast and be one step closer to curating their healthy lifestyle. Come connect with me over on Instagram at nikei underscore lamodi. And if social isn't your thing, join my beautiful newsletter community via the link in the show notes. To learn more about exclusive one-on-one wellness coaching, head over to rndaywellness.com. As always, remember to give yourself grace.